Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Welcome to the special ASMR edition of Fantasy Hangover. We're, we're here. We're here to talk to you about about fantasy football. And, and we're Shane, gonna, Shane, what? are you are you okay? We're just we're just doing an ASMR ASMR version of Fantasy Hangover. This isn't your 800 hotline. This is the Fantasy Hangover recording. But but I have I have all this bubble wrap. I was going to pop into the into the into the episode. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. Alright guys, welcome back to Fancy Hangover. Um Hopefully you made it past that. <laughs> if you decided not to turn us off, we appreciate it. So we, uh this week <laughs> we've got the the uh, the wonderful trio. Um I said I quit and then I came back. I don't know why. Uh back here. The terrific trio. Um Chris climbed a tree and has refused to come down. Um, we've been trying for days. He just he won't leave. Yeah, we've been sending cat after cat up there to to get him. But I hear that he will actually come down once Des Bryant is signed. <laughs> <laughs> so never. So he may be up there a while. Oh my god! <laughs> that's that's because he thinks he's still worth twelve million a year, twelve to fifteen million a year. I should and say. He is and not. he he is not. That's cute. So, with the Des Bryant bashing beginning, <laughs> which I just find palpable. Oh my god, I hate Des Bryant. Um, with that said, it's time to twist the cap on our main topic. I'm not drinking soda. I can't believe anything. that Aquafina has so much carbonation that it was able to go. That's incredible. Yeah, that was really weird. And we're going to jump right into our wide receiver rankings. Um, our our uh, skinny receiver rankings will be later on. Oh, we forgot to do our... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm out. <laughs> we forgot to do our quick outs. Oh, we forgot quick outs. Yeah. So here are today's quick outs. And that was the quick outs. So yeah. Not, yeah, nailed it. Because yeah. uh-huh. guess what, folks? It's mid-July. Nothing's happening. So, <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna jump right into the not consensus number one wide receiver, thanks to Shane yet again. <laughs> yeah, thanks Shane. Thanks Shane. It's okay. I screwed up number two as well. Uh, so number one, Carl and Zach have Mr. Antonio Brown. Do you want to give that fun fact that you just went over? Sure. Ago, and, Carl? and this one uh, comes courtesy of. Uh, the fantasy footballers. Um, thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. You're not listening, but if you did, um, <laughs> we can only listening. hope and we dream. Hope. We can only hope and dream. Um, I did. It's okay, get, I don't I listen to them. Did get a tweet favorited uh, by Jason Moore, though. Who? So, Who? He's, he's one, one of the hosts. Of, Got it. Host. Okay. He favorited and replied to a tweet. So, uh, I'm, I'm. You know, let's stop pimping out this other fantasy yeah, football podcast on, on our fantasy football podcast. <laughs> saying um so in 2017 
no player in the NFL reached 116 receptions or 1,569 receiving yards. And that was in 2017. Antonio Brown has averaged those same numbers over the past five seasons. Because he is a monster. He's good. He's, he's kind of good. He's kind of good. He, he's, he is my number one. He is my bay. Yep, one hundred percent agree. My muse. He's my number two. Him, him, and Bell are the only reasons that I hope the Steelers win games. So you guys have a Steeler as your number one running back. Mm-hmm. Steeler as your number one wide receiver. So I'm guessing Ben Roethlisberger is your number one quarterback. You don't yeah. know me. <laughs> uh, so my number one is DeAndre Hopkins um, Captain Garbage Time himself I, I was going to say It's hard to argue Realistically any of the top five Maybe three It's hard to argue against any of them being number one Yeah No I, I, I agree with that um, yeah. I think for number one I, I think it's the top three um, Yeah I would agree or at least your and mine top your three. And I mean, top Carl's three. got, Carl's got some in outlier there. Getting, guy in there. It's getting a little weird. He barely even played last season. I mean, season. come oh on. my God. Jeez. Wow, um, attack. attack. I am attacked. I'm offended. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, Hopkins is, you know, he's going to consistently get you some great numbers, whether the team's doing well or to, doing poorly. More it, likely, it's when they're going to be doing poorly that he's going to get those great numbers. And it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He's going to he's gonna get peppered with targets, and he's going to get some touchdowns. Dude, you have 58, the first 58 minutes of a game, he's terrible. The last two, he is rock star. Yep. He is the only no, receiver in the NFL that I truly believe is quarterback proof yeah I don't think there's a single receiver in the NFL that you would take over him if the starting quarterback wasn't there if Big Ben wasn't in Pittsburgh Antonio Brown would not be my number one if Matt Ryan wasn't in Atlanta Julio Jones would not be my number two he's the only (laughs) uh, wide receiver on this list to catch a touchdown from TJ Yates (laughs) fair that's yeah I mean he's not wrong he's probably had the most uh quarterbacks throw him the football of anyone on this list. Uh, Larry, no, I would argue Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, no, know, they he, always after, go back to Drew Stanton. After Kirk Cousins, or after, after Kirk Cousins, after Kurt Warner, they had a lot of receivers, or they had a lot of quarterbacks. That's true. I still don't think it's as many as Houston, but anyways, we're getting we're getting sidetracked here. We're splitting hairs. Uh, and then with that, my, my number two is Antonio Thanks, Brown, because of course it is. And my number two is DeAndre Hopkins, because... Yeah, of course it is. But, but Zach's is not. No, my number two is Julio. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, Julio, he's he had kind of a, you you could call it a down season last year. He's still a monster. He's still a, a great athlete. The only thing that concerns me is the contract situation. Yeah, he's mad. He is not happy with Atlanta right now. Um, not happy with Arthur Blank, but that doesn't matter. He's still a freak athlete. I think Julio is still going to come down, do his job, be the number one guy, and just dominate the league like he has been for the past few years. I agree with that, which is why he's my number three. Um, The reason he is not my number three is because I want my number three to be able to score touchdowns, which Julio hasn't really been able to do. Granted, 1,400 yards every year for the past four seasons is not... Yeah, let's let's shy away from that and focus just on the. He's touchdowns. still my number four. It's not like he's my number four. God, Carl. 
Oh no, he's still a top tier. He's still a top five wide receiver. How dare you? You've got him below a guy that didn't even play last year. Yeah, but when he does play, he is unstoppable. Yeah, but will he play? Eh, that's a good question. That's a good um, question. I'm going off the assumption that yes, he will. My number three is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, OBJ. OBJ, if you will, uh, if for all you cool cats out there uh, listening on the radio airwaves. Um, if he, okay. if he <laughs> what the the ginger ale's hitting me. I'm sorry. It's um, getting rough. It's getting rough. Man, that carbonation can really get you, can it? It does. Carbonated water's doing that to me. He's. I mean, ever since his rookie year, sounds last year, he has proven that he is. A t- <laughs> Every year of his career, except for one. Don't worry about it. No, his, his three year <laughs> career, except for his one injury. <laughs> What point are you guys trying to make? I'm I I'm still being attacked, but I will stay stick with it. No, the dude puts up numbers. The dude like his rookie year was insane. He played 13 games and he was still one of the top uh, top wide receivers. If he played all 16 games there, he might have been, he was he would be breaking records that year. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um his second year he proved that he it wasn't a, his rookie year wasn't yep. a fluke. And then last year he had the you know the ankle injuries, but I yeah, feel weak like ankles. Yeah, we can't. It was it was honestly like he had he had an injury going into training camp. He missed a couple weeks of the regular season, and then he came back when he wasn't 100 percent healthy, and he went for a jump ball and just landed terribly. Well, he had a he got injured in a preseason game, didn't he? And then was it? I, I thought think, it was train. I thought it was training camp or it was either training camp or like the first yeah. preseason game because I remember seeing him like walking off. And like the camera zooming in, and he like collapsed, yep. and, and everyone went, "Oh no!" And everyone, yeah, everyone's like, and "No!" And then people still reach for him in the second round, third yep. round, and you know, and that didn't work for them, not so much. He, yeah. So he's my number three. If he's healthy, he's he'll stay at number three. If not, well, then nope. I'm breaching, yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, I've got too many question marks on him to put him in my top five, but he is a top three guy if he's if he's playing. Even with Eli Manning. Yeah. yeah. And that is a... And that's that saying is, a lot. That is saying a lot. All right. Moving on down to number four. So Zach's was DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah my number three was DeAndre. Which, Sorry. again, any of the top three, minus Carl's pick, can be flip-flopped. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is Julio. Guys. Is, is he down by the schoolyard? Always. With me. <laughs> He's always catching jump balls down there. Um, Julio's my number four. We already talked about him. Zach, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, my number four is Michael Thomas. Um, he Of the Rams? No, that's Mike Thomas. Oh, my bad. Um, clearly, he is a top ten receiver, yes. Uh, no, Michael Thomas from the Saints. You feel like I had to specify that. Uh, is he's a he has a, re- a great rapport with Drew Brees right now. Um, it's unfortunate that Drew Brees is going into the is in the latter part of his career and not the earlier part because you could see an all time duo with these two and the connection they have and just the rapport they have with each other. But Thomas, he's he's great route runner, gets open very easily against top coverage. Um, and the way Drew Brees spreads the ball around, you never know exactly who's going to be the guy to get it, unlike Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown, where every play, he is a risk to get the ball. Yep. Michael Thomas is not the same way. He's not putting up 
you know, 115, 120 catches. He's not putting up 15, 1600 yards, but he is very consistent on a week to week basis. He's a guy that's most likely going to get you four to six catches and 60 to 80 yards a week, along with maybe a touchdown every other week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's why I've got him at my number five. Um, yeah, he's just a consistent dude. Yep. He's also my number five. And, I mean, Drew Brees throwing to him helps that. Drew Brees is probably, barring something catastrophic, going to break the all-time uh, passing record. It's quite the bird. And, or, yeah, that's a lot of birds. <laughs> and, AD, and ADHD takes over. Whoopie's <laughs> uh, candy. Oopies my candy. my number four, is though, is Keenan Allen um, of the... Um, that that one team. It's, it's the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Yeah, whatever. That that one team. God, I hate that team. Um, so it, it, he's he's healthy. This is the this is the first time in like three years that he's going into a season healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or or coming or not coming off injury. Yeah, that's. I would say not coming off injuries. And I think because of that, he is going to live up to all the potential that he has. Because. I mean, at the especially at the end of last year, he was playing great. Um, he for I, the last like twelve games. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> but no, I, I get what you're saying. Every single week, he was putting up number one, number two numbers. Yep, and and that's gonna. I think that's gonna stay consistent. That's gonna keep happening as long as he's able to stay healthy. I mean, homeboy's got weak organs, but hopefully, <laughs> his, or, he stays his, healthy. his his organ workout is not very strong. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I have him at... Carl, actually, both and I have him at number six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's one healthy. He's he's a freak. Um, he should be a Viking, but he's not. He's he should have been a Viking. That is 100% true. Um, but no, they decided to take Cordero, Cordero Patterson, Patterson, who's on his third team in the NFL now. <laughs> but uh, Zach had OBJ at five, five. Yep. and I had OBJ at six. Um, just to kind of sum that up, you'll notice that the top six are all, all the same. same names, just different orders. So yeah. those are the top six. Like that that's if anybody tells you differently, you punch them in the face. Yeah. Punch them in the face and say, listen to the fantasy hangover. They are right. It's true. Our opinions are correct. Yep. They're not opinions, they're facts. Boom. I like it. All right, moving on down to number seven. Um, a little dissidence in our ranks now. A little bit. Um, not, not too much. Not too much. Um, Things are going to start getting weird in the double digits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, so number seven, I, Carl, have trouble speaking, apparently. <laughs> um, I've got Devontae Adams. Um, I. Ooh. It's a little tough for me because I, I it, looking at half-point PPR, I value those guys that can... That catch a lot of balls. Devonte Adams doesn't necessarily have the volume, but he catches a lot of touchdowns. He's got the rapport with, with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. And, and that's all that matters. It, it's tough to. Jordy's gone. It, no, Jordy, yeah, Jordy. Jordy's gone. They did sign Jer uh, Jimmy Graham, but I don't think he's going to dip into those totals at all. When you got Aaron Rodgers, so when you've got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to you, you are most likely going to be a stud. Yep. Yeah. I, that's so. That's why I have him so high. Aaron Rodgers is coming back healthy. There's no more Jordy Nelson to steal uh, touchdowns from him. 
he's going to be the guy in Green Bay. And yeah, who's the number two guy now? Is it Cobb? I think it's still yeah, Cobb. Yeah, it's Cobb. And you've seen with Devontae Adams, too, you've seen him improve each and every year that he's been in the NFL mm-hmm. for the last, like, three years. He was the only wide receiver to, to semi-stay relevant when Rodgers was down. Yeah. And that, oh, God. <laughs> Don't remind me of that time. It was a dark time for Green Bay Packer football. Shit. Brent Hundley, anybody? They don't, no one wants to remember Brent Hundley. He was so bad they traded for Deshaun Kaiser, who threw, what, 24 picks last year? Yeah. Deshaun Kaiser made Nathan Peterman look good. No, not, I don't not know quite about that. that. No? I, would, I wouldn't no? go that far. Okay, fine. Just, Kaiser didn't have five picks in one half. It's true. <laughs> All right, Zach, do you want to go with your number seven? Uh, Sure, if I can read it. My number seven is Ty Hilton. Uh, sorry, no, T- <laughs> T-Y, no, Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton. Yeah. yeah, Ty Hilton. And this is purely on me believing that Andrew Luck is going to come back and be relevant, and therefore he's going to make Hilton relevant for more than once every four games. Not not much else I can say to that. He has no threats behind him at receiver. Uh, Dante Moncrief is gone. That's right, Miami, right? Uh, No... no. Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. Yep, you went to Jacksonville. Florida. Same state. Florida. Same state. Uh, no, I just... I, T.Y. Hilton's always been great. He's that guy we've all discussed this before that you, you don't want to pick him. And when you pick him, you feel a little bit dirty. Like, I don't really <laughs> want this guy. But then you pick him, and he winds up producing for you and helping you win weeks. For sure. Uh, my number seven, um, if it, if that's Ty Hilton, so this is Ash Green. Uh, yeah, Ash. Ash. Ash Green. Uh, AJ Green. Alshon Jeffrey Green. Um, is my number seven. Uh, he's just, I mean, he he's consistency. That's yep. that's the reason why. I mean, year in year out, he will get you those those thousand yard numbers. Um, but they're and, not going to be league leading numbers. No, they're not. He, he's going to be you know, eleven hundred might be kind of his his max. Yeah, eleven to twelve, I would say is probably um, his and max. And then he he has a lot of big gains too. So his his reception numbers, you know, normally. I, I want to say he normally sticks around in the 90s. Uh, I think he's more in the 75 to 85 range. 75 to 85, yeah. So he gets uh, he gets up there, but you know he doesn't get you all those extra points for the half point PPR and everything. So that's why he doesn't you know crack the top six six for me. But still, you know, consistency is key. I mean, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and then Carl and I both have AJ Green at number eight. Yep. Which same sentiment goes with what Shane said, so I don't really have anything to add to that. Yeah, I would say if uh, Cincinnati's offense could get more better, um, I would have more, him, better. more better, more better. I would have them higher, but I mean they they just lack explosiveness, and I mean AJ Green is the most consistent part of that offense. Yeah, yeah. So, which is really the only part of that offense. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> And then uh, my my number eight is a guy that likes to eat W's. Um, doesn't get many of them though. Mike Evans. He's not the one that likes to eat W's. It's Jameis. Yeah, but he's it, it, it's on the team. It's a team thing. He's the leader. It's a team. It's a team thing. It's a team thing. <laughs> is that what football is? You could tell from Deshaun Jackson's face that they were all into that eating W's. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike Evans. Uh, once it's just a consistency thing. I mean, Mike Evans. It's always he's always going to get you some good numbers, so why not? Yeah, I mean, he. I, I know I I have him on my team in uh, our main dynasty league, and 
it, every week was 10 to 15 points every single week, which that's, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Is he getting me weeks where he's getting 35, 40? No, but I can't argue with double-digit points every week. Now, mind you, he is starting the year without his quarterback. In the toughest games of their schedule. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, might... literally the toughest game schedule in Super Bowl era history hmm. is these three these three weeks. <laughs> um, so you might see a little dip for him at the start of the year, depending on who's throwing the ball to him, because I don't even know who they're... It's Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's their number no. two guy? Okay. No. Um, well, then he, he'll still be fine then. He, he could be. Ca- he he could be. Fitzpatrick. It's Fitzpatrick. He could be fine. <laughs> so, all right. And then and then my number nine is Devontae Adams, um, begrudgingly. Um, I just – there's something about him that I just don't love. I, but but yeah. he's been putting up numbers, so. Yeah. I feel the same way, which is why I even have him down one spot lower at number 10. Um. Yeah, but tell us about your your number nine. Yeah, actually, I'd like I'd like to talk about Carl's first, and then we'll talk about mine last to get kind of a surprise. All right. Um, so my number nine might be a little bit of a homer pick. I think it's a little bit of a homer pick. A damn. I disagree. I, I think it was a great pick. Um, I've got Adam Thielen as my number nine. Uh, the dude had a sweet season last year. Um, with Kirk Cousins throwing or not, not yet with Case Keenum throwing to him, <laughs> he had a very good season. Um, he was kind of that um, the under um, the under routes, uh, the crossing routes. He was the short yardage guy. Yep. He was, but he's also got big playability too. Yes, like he can easily break those. Like he, I think he had a couple touchdowns of over uh, thirty yards. He's yep. Wes Welker. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's Wes Welker. I would say he's closer to Jordy than Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker was that guy who's going to catch like nothing but screens. And nothing but short game, but Thielen, he's what six two, six three, two ten, something like, like that. Like that's that's not Welker's game. I, I understand where you're going with that, but I, I I'm play. saying I'm saying when it comes to output and the numbers he's going to give you, like yeah, I know oh, that, I know okay. that his actual catching. I'm saying I'm saying fancy wise, he's West fancy Welker. Wise. Okay, gotcha. I, he, he's going to get you the, the hundred and some catches and yeah, and the the thousands of yards. Thousands? Thou- the thousand thousands? of yards. The thousand of millions yards. Millions and millions. All, I'm going to get all of the yards. All of the yards. Um, no, he, he models his game after Chris Carter because um, yep. he grew up idolizing Chris Carter, and it shows in his game. The dude rarely drops a pass. Um, if, you have, if you're in a half point or a full point PPR, like you want to get Adam Thielen early on, especially yep. with Kirk Cousins throwing to him. He's going to be that early safety net for him, and I I don't see his numbers declining that much. No, by early on we don't mean like in the second round necessarily, but start looking end of third, early fourth for sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to get him in the fourth. Very happy to get him in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I might reach in the third, but we'll we would we'll see. It, I'm open it to have a wide receiver that's above him and two running backs before I'm taking Adam Thielen. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Make him your second wide receiver, yeah. Um, so, Carl, do you do you have any more to say about Thielen, or do we want to move on to, to my Thielen. guy? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. I'm very interested to hear. Uh, Zach, who is your number nine? <laughs> my number nine is purely based on the talent and now the maturity and level of play that he brings, and that is Josh Gordon. I was going to play football. But, but then, then I, I got, got high, high. <laughs> for years. 
Um, go out and catch the ball. But then I got high. Da, da, da. Now <laughs> I was going to make millions, but then I got high. Um, so Josh Gordon, <laughs> he is, he's, he's a freak athlete. It's amazing that he didn't pull a Justin Blackman and balloon up to like 300 pounds when he was uh, down for what, three seasons? <laughs> Two yeah. years, three years. Yeah. Um, he's still in the prime age of his career. He's 27 years old, I believe, right now. Uh, he proved last year coming back that he can still play the game, um, just like Triple H. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is that he's in Cleveland, but that didn't hurt him from getting a league-leading, what, 1,700-yard season when yeah. he had his breakout year. Um, the guy is has the potential to be a great receiver and he could have been one of the best had he not, you know, chosen to get high. But I think he, the potential for blow up is here despite who's throwing him the ball. Um, and I think that this is, I think it's going to be a comeback here for him and he's going to get his career back on the right track. I hope I too hope. Because well, the thing too is you know with a guy whether who's starting whether it be Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield, they're going to be looking for the deep ball, and that's what Josh Gordon's role is going to be, because you got guys like Jarvis Landry and Corey Coleman who are there to catch the underneath stuff, so that means Josh Gordon's going up top. Yeah, that's true. Then my number ten uh, is Adam Thielen uh, for everything that we had already talked about he like i said he is i and the reason why i compare him to west walker is he's that guy that you don't think you should be drafting so high as well you know white guy receiver <laughs> and then and then uh suddenly you've got some great numbers from him yep so he's got over a thousand yards it's well like, oh. yeah for a couple of years he would he was stuck behind players who he actually should have been playing over for multiple years he should have been playing over cordero patterson he should have been playing over Jarius Wright for those years. No, Jarius Wright's the best receiver. <laughs> I, I, Anywho. I do like Jarius uh, Wright a lot personally, but that's just me. Charles Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah, Charles Johnson he should have been playing ahead of. I mean, Thielen was stuck in a very bad situation, and he finally... Cause, I mean, us being in Minnesota watching the preseason games, we all saw Thielen had it mm-hmm. for at least two years before he finally started to start. Right. So he he had the chance, he just wasn't given the opportunity. And once he was given the opportunity, he caught it and ran with it. Just like a receiver should. For yep. sure. Um, Zach, your number 10 is Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, similar to what Shane was talking about earlier, where I'm not exactly entirely trusting of the situation, but you have the best quarterback in the NFL throwing you the ball. You're the number one receiver on the team by a mile. You got to put him up there. Yeah. You're going to get production with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number 10 is the ageless uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. And until he stops producing, I can't not have him up there. Every year I go, this is going to be the year that, he, yeah. that he's going to start to suck. Like, so is everybody else. <laughs> and every year he goes, oh, here's another 100-yard season. Or here's another 100-catch season. Here's if- another- Bradford stays healthy and Fitzgerald's on the field. That's a scary combination. Yes. yes. The most uh, accurate passer in the NFL 
um, along with the guy that never drops a ball. I would say the best, the best pass catcher. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't drop ball. I mean, no. He maybe he has one a season, like, if even. Yeah, but it, that's scary. Actually, Carl, can you look that up and see how many career drops Larry Fitzgerald has? Sure. Um, and then yeah, so I, I, I think. I think Fitzgerald's a little bit high here at 10. Um, it sounds like Carl's banking on Rosen or Bradford just feeding him the ball over and over and over again, which makes sense. It's not a bad strategy because it is Larry Fitzgerald. My concern comes with the fact that now he's got yet another new quarterback and potentially two new quarterbacks uh, after about two to three weeks that Bradford starts and then gets hurt, throwing him the ball. And I just, I don't know. There's all, there's already questions about Rosen's kind of mental makeup of the game mm-hmm. uh, and his ability to handle that. So that could lead to disaster. It could lead to teams just saying, we know how to stop Fitzgerald. We just have to make sure that the quarterback gets pressured. You, you talked earlier about DeAndre Hopkins being the only wide receiver that you see as, as quarterback proof, no matter which, which QB is thrown to him. I think Larry Fitzgerald is is the other guy that would be on that list for me, but they're okay. the only two. Yeah, and for me, it's because of Hopkins' age that I would give him that nod mm. um, because he's not 35 years old, 34 years old yeah. right now, so he has a better opportunity to be quarterback-proof, whereas Fitzgerald, he has pretty much said this is his last season. Yeah, Larry is done after this year, which it's Hall of Fame career, one of the best ever. Yeah. Unfortunate that he didn't win a Super Bowl. Ugh. Such a that's assuming he doesn't get traded to the Patriots midseason. I I think he wants to end his career in Arizona. I just... Yeah, I I know you're hopeful, <laughs> but I think he wants to end his career in Minnesota. What'd you find, Carl? Um, I said ends his career in Minnesota. I meant Arizona. Yep. Yep. I was, <laughs> I was like, he is what? a Minnesota. He is a Minnesotan, so that makes sense. So, Larry Fitzgerald has, from everything that I can see, 28 drops. In his entire career. In over 2,000, in, or in over 2,000 career targets. That's nuts. That's pretty good. It, it's, it's, does, what does high score mean? Yeah, I think he broke it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I mean, the guy just, if he catches a ball, if he doesn't catch a ball that's thrown at him, it was either one overthrown or two, something happened. Yeah. Hit, um, Larry Fitzgerald's uh, reception to drop. He has 41 receptions for every one drop he has. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. The only player better in the NFL or all the you know, only active player to have a better one is Keenan Allen with 55 receptions for every drop. Jeez. That's even crazier. Yeah, I did I not realize that. that. I knew the guy was good, but damn. All right. So maybe I have Fitzgerald a little too low. Um. Anyway, so what, what was that? Number ten. Number uh, ten. Yes. All right. So we are on to eleven. Shane or Carl? Do you want to take it away with your eleven? Um. I'll go. I'll go with a uh, guy that we briefly touched on. Um. I have him down a little bit lower than you, Zach, but I've got Ty Hilton. Um, Thaddeus Young Hilton. Um, it really comes down to if Andrew Luck plays or not. Yeah. Um, I think this is kind of a safe area for him in that in this like eleven, ten, twelve area. Um, 
when he's got a good quarterback, he puts up good numbers. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't, he doesn't. Well, he, he, he still does just very much more inconsistently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he will have a 200-yard game yeah. with, with Jacoby Brissett. Just once but, every five to six weeks. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, yeah, you got to – he was leading the league. I think the last time Andrew Luck played in a full season, T.Y. Hilton was the leading receiver that he season. He had the most reception. I think reception. so, yeah. Yeah. I think he had the most yards, too. Something like that. Like, I, I he he was one of – he was, like, wide receiver one or wide receiver yeah. two. Um, so, if, if he can get that rapport going with Luck, if Luck can get on the field, um, I think – T.Y. Hilton's value boosts, but for right yeah. now, I'm... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Zach, do you want to check out your Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. W. Eaton? So, my number 11 is Mike Evans. He honestly would be uh, up there for me. He'd probably be number 5 or 6 if Jameis Winston was guaranteed to play the whole season since he has been suspended three games and is not appealing the suspension at all. That means that that's going to be three of the toughest games on the schedule without his starting quarterback. And I just, I can't put him any higher than that. If he does good in those games, then he'll probably wind up more that six, seven range. Um, But I just, I don't see, I mean, one of the games is against the saints. You got Marshawn Lattimore covering him. Another game is against the Eagles. You got Ronald Darby covering him plus Malcolm Jenkins in the backfield. And then the third game is against Pittsburgh, whose defense, yeah, it's suspect, but their offense should... Joe Hayden covering him. Yeah, you still, there you go. You still have yeah. Joe Hayden. I mean, he was still a quality cornerback in the NFL. It's going to be a tough go for those three weeks with Mike Evans, so that's why I have him down outside the top ten. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 11 is... Uh, oh, man, he's just, he just gets all the upside in the world, Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. I mean, should be he should be one of the guys that is in that in the top five here, but uh, he never quite lives all the way up to it. It's he just doesn't seem like he wants it enough. Yeah, like but, he's he's content making his money and doing just enough to earn that money. But the the reason why he's number eleven though is that he does earn that money. Yeah, I mean Act. he he does he he. There's a reason why he gets paid the way he does. Yep. Um, he uh. And he's got, you know, there, you'll see him make catches like OBJ in, in some highlights. You'll see him um, run routes like uh, like Julio sometimes. You'll like you'll see him do some good stuff, but I think he just doesn't do it consistently enough to be a top 10 guy. I think he's Des Bryant light, to be honest. I think he has that same kind of style and skill set. But if he was healthy and playing at his fullest capabilities... Des Bryant would be Alshon Jeffrey Light. I was about to say, I think Des Bryant is Des Bryant Light. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. When you drink that hype, when you drink that hype Kool-Aid. Can we get a roster update and see if Des Bryant is signed? Uh, He's not. No, he's not. Okay, cool. Um, And then then my uh, my number 12 is is Larry Fitzgerald um, for all the reasons why uh, why we talked about him before. I mean, he's just consistent. Yep. Uh, my number 12 is Alshon going back to the same thing that Shane talked about before the Eagles are going to have an offense where they're going to just spread the ball around all over the place you got Nelson Aguilar you got him you got a number of running backs in the backfield that are going to catch yeah you got Zach Ertz you got what's Corey Clement Jay Ajayi Darren Sproles is coming back for one last season since his last season last season wasn't his last (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh. due to injury. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yeah. Can you teach me how to Dougie? Teach you teach me how to I Dougie. I will teach you how to Dougie, Dougie, Dougie. And then you'll go bald. But he's Winning. with Oakland. Doug, Doug Martin? No, no. No, no. No, no one hears oh, about Doug, Doug Martin. Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson, yeah. Yeah, you Doug got Peterson. Yep. Doug now Peterson. I got it. All right, oh, I'm going to let uh, Carl take over then because I'm an idiot. So uh, Doug Baldwin is my number 12 wide receiver. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Hi, Zach. <laughs> Love you. Um, so I quit. <laughs> That's twice. It's twice in two weeks. Ooh. Two, two times. Ah, ah, ah. Um, there's Doug Baldwin. Yeah, I might have him. A li- he might drop a little bit in the next coming weeks. Um, but right now I've got him at twelve. He didn't quite break it a thousand yards last year. Um, they brought in Jerron Brown, who showed some glimpses of doing something last year in Arizona. There wasn't much going on in Arizona outside of Larry Fitzgerald. I have one word to respond to that. Meh. Yeah, he's he's really the only viable target in Seattle, minus the wide or minus the running backs. Don't forget about Luke Wilson. <laughs> Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Um, uh, don't forget that To is trying to get Seattle to sign him. That's, oh, that's right. <laughs> but they've already got a. But they've already got an overpriced uh, veteran wide receiver in Brandon Marshall. Oh, that's right. <laughs> why? Why would they sign another? So oh, if he gets signed, man. if To gets signed before the Hall of Fame ceremony, does that reset his Hall of Fame clock? And I was and wondering the same go. thing, like because you have to be retired for five <laughs> years. So has he officially not retired then? I or is he trying to be the first ever Hall of Fame Famer, player, active on player, active Hall, Hall of Famer. Fame player? Uh, uh, who was trying to? Was it? Herschel Walker a couple years ago saying he could come back and play yes. better in the NFL than yep. most of the running backs. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Like a really T.O., like I'm a- sorry, but dude, you're like 45, 46. I love you, man. But Bleacher Report, he just dunked on a kid. Yeah, I saw that. But just no. With that just said, no. Jerry Rice could play. Jerry Rice could probably play still. He could always play. Although it would be a hell of a year for T.O. He gets the Madden cover, he gets a Hall of Fame induction, and he gets a job again. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, Doug Baldwin, nothing really special going on here. I, I think he's got potential. He's got potential to move up, but he also has potential to move he's down. He's a guy you're not going to target, but no. you're not going to be. And, and once you draft him, you're going to do it like. He's like, going eh. to. You're going to feel dirty. You're going to feel dirty. T.Y. Hilton, or it's going to be like, yep. yeah, I guess I got him. I but the, got but Doug. but he's not going to really. He's not going to hurt you. Right. He just, well, he's going to hurt you for the first half of the season, and then the second half he's going to turn it up and he's going to win you games. Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't wow. 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 It's been Luke Wilson. Um, then Carl's the last one to eat a W. I am the last one to eat a W. My number 13 is Mike Evans. I think it's just because he can't keep him anymore in in uh, XFL. Yeah. That's that's really <laughs> what it is. Um, I can no longer keep him. I drop, I drop his value super low. Um, no, he's burned me so many. He's burned me so many times because he had a first round. You know, he had that first round pedigree for a couple of years, and he never really lived up to it. And so, um, I'm putting him kind of where I think his value is, especially with losing his starting quarterback for three weeks. What I think is funny, just a side note here, is that people give Mike Evans all this flack for being super inconsistent, but he puts up 
similar, if not better numbers than AJ Green. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's really all I got on Mike Evans. Uh, and then going with number 13 for myself, I have Brandon Cooks joining the Los Angeles Rams. I. Uh, that offense is going to be disgusting. Teams can't stack the box. They can't drop everybody back. There's so many threats <laughs> in that team. It's it's going to be ridiculous. Um, I, I think they're going to fight with Philadelphia for the top scoring offense in the NFL this year. I'm calling that now. As, I think, we, as we said last episode, that's a Madden team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think Cooks is going to be good for... Probably 70 to 80 catches, but he could easily put up 12 to 1300 yards and double digit touchdowns with that. Because yeah. he's going to be the, he's going to be the guy in the passing game. And then Todd Gurley is going to be second. And then you're going to have uh, Cooper Cup as your short game guy. And then Robert Woods is going to be thrown in the mix too. But it, it's going to be a potent offense. I don't have Cooks ranked in my top 20. And that is only because I worry about a Sammy Watkins-like season where they're using him, but they're using him more so to draw the coverage. Yep, I get that. Um, With that said, uh, my 13... I skipped 13. It's it's an unlucky number. I didn't want to do one. I kid, it's Juju. There's some bad Juju to 13. A little bit. Um, I got Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. Don't call me Schuster-Smith. He's... I mean, he's solid. He's got some, he's got some big, good numbers. There's, there's a lot of potential there. Um, the only thing that's keeping him from jumping up higher is the fact that Antonio Brown's also on that team. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Other than that, I mean, he's played very, very well for the, for the. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Cleveland Browns just because I just said Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. It, my, the only reason why I wouldn't have Juju this high is because of. The simple fact that you still have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on the same team. Yeah. And they're going to eat up 180 catches, probably, if not more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's it's hard to put a put the number two we- or number three weapon in the top 13 for me. But I, I definitely see the upside. He's a big play threat. He had, what, a 98-yard touchdown last year against yep. Detroit to start the second half. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. And he does a lot of it on short routes and and uh, dink and dunks, you know. And if you're in a league that does do punt return and kick return yards, I actually don't have any argument with him here, because he is also the team's top top return man on with kicks, and he has shown he can score touchdowns anyways, any way he wants. Mm-hmm. And then my fourteen, uh, I've got Doug Baldwin. Um, we've talked about it. It's just you feel you feel gross, but you got to take him somewhere. Yep, and I've actually got our first... Actually, I've got a lot of our newest players entered into the fray here. Uh, My 14 is going to be Tyreek Hill. Uh, He showed last year that his rookie season was not a fluke and that he is probably the fastest player in the NFL. Uh, He skirts around coverage. He's very shifty. He's more than just a go-route guy. And Andy Reid is a fan of his and uses him... All over the field, you use them out of the backfield, you use them out wide, you use them in the slot. And considering you know teams are going to still have to deal with the threats of Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins is still there. You, you can't 
just focus on one guy and shut that one guy down because there's other guys to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I can um, see. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I can, I can see why you would have him this high. He's got a lot of home run potential. Yep. Sure. And there's really only one other wide receiver on that team that can take anything away from him, and that's the new signing of Sammy Watkins. So. Yep. Yep. Um, my 14, I have him the highest. Yeah, the highest yes. out of all of us. Um, I've got Demarius Thomas at number 14. Which is coincidental because he plays in Colorado. Yeah, right? Ha-ha. I don't get it. <clears throat> because I got high. So I don't get it. <clears throat> this is the first year, in my in my opinion, this is the first year that Demarius Thomas has had a serviceable quarterback since Peyton Manning. Because mm-hmm. We'll gotta... see. We'll see because, again, Case Keenum did it for... One season. One season. So I get what you're saying, but we'll see. I mean, Since Peyton Manning's first year in Denver. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> not his last year. Because Demarius Thomas is not DeAndre Hopkins. No. Um, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, um, Brock Osweiler. Brock! Brock Osweiler! Um, not good quarterbacks. No. Uh, not good quarterbacks throwing to him. How um, dare you? I you don't like the captain? No, no, I don't. Um, and so I, I feel like this is if the if there was a year that Demarius Thomas could come back to relevance, this would be the year. Yeah. And so I'm kind of riding that hype train. I enjoyed Case Keenum while he was here. Um, I think he kind of fell under the Jeff Fisher school of killing quarterbacks. Uh, he also played for Houston. He did when they didn't have an offensive line. Or Jeff Fisher. Or. <laughs> Houston in the in that time had their own issues. Yeah. Um so I think this is this is an opportunity for Demarius Thomas to jump back to be like, "Hey guys, I'm still here. I'm still around and I can still be a wide receiver to borderline wide receiver one." Yeah. So, and that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about and then do you want to just cover your next one and then we'll go on since we kind of already talked about him a bunch? Sure. I went from having a guy the highest to having a guy the lowest out of all of us. Um, I've got Alshon Jeffrey as my number 15. And this one for me really comes down to A, there's a good amount of mouths to feed in that offense. And B, is Carson Wentz going to be healthy? Yeah. I don't really want Nick Foles throwing to Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, he proved that he can do it. Yeah. But I would prefer Carson Wentz because that's going to put up bigger numbers. I MO. yep, I agree. Although I will say that Carson Wentz has never thrown seven touchdowns in a single game. Nick Foles has. <laughs> he I could have thrown eight, I, but they pulled the they pulled back the reins. I quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate my life. All right, so I, it's down to just you, Shane, because both Carl and I quit apparently. So oh, okay, good. Uh, good. Finally, that's, the one man show. <laughs> That's the response I was looking for. Uh, and then my number, what, 15 here uh, is Doug Baldwin. Uh, same kind of stuff we mentioned before. He's he's that, got that T.Y., sorry, that Ty Hilton uh, vibe to him when you draft him. You just don't feel good about it, but he's going to put up consistent numbers for you. So you don't want him as your number one, but he's solid number two. Yes, and speaking of Terrence Yensel Hilton, um, I've got him at 15. Uh my, I, the only reason why I've gotten this low is, is worrisome about the quarterback. Yep. I'd have him much higher if, if I knew for a fact that Andrew Luck would be consistently throwing the ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the second sighting of 
good old Red Eyes Josh Flash. Gordon. Uh, Red Eyes, nice. <laughs> I've got Josh Gordon at number 16. I was hesitant to put him even this high because I'm just worried about him being on the field. Honestly, I'm just... Well, given his past history of getting high, you should probably worry about putting him too high. Ha-ha. Oh! <laughs> so... Jeez. Um, but, yeah. Thank you, I thank mean, you. But he's got, all the, he's got all the talent in the world, so yeah. we'll see what happens. The, this was a guy that could right now be in the middle of a $18 million a year contract. Yeah. And instead, he doesn't have that. <laughs> he has a one-year prove-it deal, really. Yep. So... All right, and then uh, my number 16, I had Larry Fitzgerald. It's simply because, uh, yes, he, he's going to have the good production, but I worry that it's going to be that kind of production he had between Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer, where it was like seven to 800 yards and like 10 yards a catch. <laughs> so that that's my scare with Larry Fitzgerald. If Bradford stays healthy the whole season... Fitz is easily going to be a top 10 guy, especially in PPR formats. But mm. I just, I, I worry the fact that it's his last year, their offensive line is now hurting even more so than it was before they lost their left tackle, Jared Valdir, which I just found out a couple days ago. Um, it's they're getting David Johnson back, but that's, that doesn't really affect. I don't think Fitzgerald's play because he plays out of the slot. Yeah. It's not going to affect Fitzgerald much. Um, but yeah, I just I, I like him. I would still draft him as my number two or flex, but I just I can't say unless with knowing Bradford's injury history that he's going to be a top ten guy. Um, my number sixteen is Juju uh, Smith Schuster. Um, I like his upside. He um, showed a lot of good promise last year, but it kind of goes back to what Shane was talking about where. He's still going to be the number two guy there. Number three. Number three. We got to put him behind oh, Bell. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, so his targets are going to be limited. Uh, he showed that he can do some good things with limited targets, but now that now that you know defenses have a chance to be like, okay, this is what we've seen. This is what we kind of know. It'll be interesting to see how he can battle when people are game planning for him. Or can game plan for him better. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't... Ha uh, I also like him a little bit more this year because he doesn't have Martavis Bryant uh, breathing down his neck. Right. Yeah, that's true. But wait, no, Martavis was the number two receiver on the team. Yeah, and Juju wasn't drafted to replace him. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's exactly what happened. Oh, weird. <laughs> what, a, what a twist. Uh, I've got, uh, for number 17, I've got Tyreek Hill. Um, home run. Just home run potential. That's yep. that's really that's really it. Um, I would say he's a faster Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, which says a lot. It's terrifying. <laughs> have you seen Tyreek Hill play? Yes, I have. Did you I see did. that play against the Cowboys? Yes, I did. Yeah, so it's just it's just that any week he could get you three touchdowns. Yeah, he could have 140 yards and three touchdowns, but he's he's also got that risk of having one catch for 15 yards yeah. and two rushes for seven yards. Yep. And that's players like that. It's, it's a risk. It's a gamble, but man, if they hit, they hit hard. Check that matchup. Yeah. It's yeah. Perfect. Check the matchup. Um, 
at number what is it, 17, 17, I have Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jarvis Landry specifically, they have said they are going to work to get him all the balls in the short route, short intermediate all game. All the balls. All the balls, all which the means, balls. and if you look at his history, he's good for 85 to 100 catches. Maybe the yardage output isn't there. Maybe the touchdown output isn't there. But that is flex-worthy consistency every week if you know a guy can get you double-digit points. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess my biggest concern is quarterback play. Um, I I like Tyrod, but he's never had a wide receiver. At least when he was in Buffalo, none of his wide receivers were that good. Sammy Watkins yeah, wasn't Sammy Watkins, good. yeah. But Sammy, yeah, but... He was either hurt or... I mean, Sammy Watkins only has 1,000-yard season to his name, so... Right. I, I get what you're saying, but one thing that's also going to benefit Jarvis is Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Because Tyrod, he has a good deep ball, but the, that short game is where Tyrod's going to make most of his money because he's going to move with the speed, he's going to move out of the pocket, yep. and then Jarvis is going to somehow get open and make a one-handed catch with a hand tied behind his back and... <laughs> He's going to get five, six yards. I'm not worried about the quarterback play for Jarvis because, I mean, yeah. Jay Cutler throwing on the ball last year, and that that's that pretty is bad. Point. That is correct. He, there were, I remember there was one game, too, where I'm pretty sure that he had, like, a, Jarvis Landry had, like, 12 or 13 targets in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> with Jay Cutler, and that's nuts. Mm, safety blanket. It feels safe. Speaking of lots of targets... Um, my the target num- monster. My number 17 is Allen Robinson going to his new home in uh, Chicago. The Bears. The Bears. The monsters of Where the... Where he's the only target. The monsters of the midway get a target monster. You're not wrong. Yes, but they no longer have John Fox. And, um, and so... What? Wait, what? Sorry. I, I don't know. They just felt random. What's the Fox say? What does the Fox say? Nothing. He is no longer the head coach, which has got that has to help this offense, right? I would assume so. Oh, yeah, I would assume so. Um, well, I mean, look what Kansas City's offense did last year, and that was they got their offense coordinator, right? <laughs> um, Robinson's coming off of a torn ACL. Um, he should be back to full strength before training camp. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting year now that um, you've got him, you've got Trey Boo Boo, you've got Trey Boo Boo, um, Trey Boo Boo. Um, you've got uh, Adam Shaheen. You've got Jordan Howard. You've, you've actually got some weapons there. You've got Anthony Miller in the receiving game. Like, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they Kevin utilize. White. Ke- yeah, yeah, they, they they have Kevin White. That's true. <laughs> They'll have Kevin White for exactly forty two snaps. Yes. Oh my God! Yep. Can we <laughs> mark <Snack> this? <laughs> mark this. Thank you. Um, I don't know what I was thinking there, but. I, I, I think Allen Robinson has has some good potential here. It's just Mitchell needs to just mature a little bit and hopefully he continues to progress rather than regress. Yeah, I've got I've got Robinson outside of my top twenty because no. of Mitchell and because he's coming off of injury. Yep. He and he, not only is he coming off of injury, but he's also coming off of a down season before that. His his breakout season was his second season in the league. And then his third season, he had less than, I think it was less than like 850 yards or eight, less than 900 yards. And then last season, he got injured. It Was it preseason or like week one or two? I think it was week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was week one, too. And, I mean, he's had time to recover from the ACL injury, but it all depends on how Trubisky and A-Rob match up and 
how much work they put in together to try to make it a fruitful investment. If they yep. don't put in the work and they don't get that rapport down, you're going to see down numbers from Alshon like you saw two years ago. Not Alshon, Allen Robinson. I am tired. <laughs> there it is. Uh, 18, I've got Jarvis Landry. Uh, we just discussed him. Like I said, I'm not worried about the quarterback play. Yep. Yep. Uh, Zach, do you want to go? Uh, you got Amari. <sighs> I really wish I really wish I would have had Mad World ready because I would have started playing that song um, Amari Cooper is he, he, it's finally the opposite gonna, of Larry Fitzgerald it's he finally gonna, everything that comes at him are you done? <laughs> yeah go Amari Cooper is one of the guy, one of the guys in the NFL that he should have been better so far in his career than he has. His first two seasons, he had over a thousand yards apiece, which was it was fine. I mean, he was a, he's twenty two and twenty three years old at the time. Then his third season happened, and uh, the the Raiders as a as a team as in a whole fell apart. Yeah. Compared to their season before, Derek Carr's numbers were down. Crabtree's numbers were down. Cooper's numbers were down. Lynch was coming back after a year of being retired. All of Cooper's fantasy points came in two games. Pretty much, yes. Which, they were fantastic games. Yeah, they were very good They were games. like 44-point mm. games in full PPR, but... That was the week I stopped starting him. <laughs> That's about right. I think I don't think I started him that week either. But uh no, I, I think Cooper I think the whole the Raiders as a whole are going to work as as a better unit this year. Jack Del Rio was let go because the team fell apart under his watch and he let them fall apart under his watch. His defense sucked, the offense sucked, everything sucked last year for the Raiders. They had what, a top eight pick in the draft? Top seven pick in the draft? Something like that. That's yeah. That's not good, especially with a team that just made the playoffs and would have won if it wasn't for Derek Carr breaking his leg. Yeah. I mean, Cooper does have the potential to be in that top 10 and solidify himself in that top 10, but he needs to actually be consistent and, yes, catch the ball. I mean, he led the, he was second in the league in drops last year. He needs to be more consistent catching the ball, and that's what he needs to work on. He needs to work on his focus. Mm hmm. Yeah, like he's he's outside of my top twenty, uh, just barely though. I've I've got him at I yeah. would rank him twenty one. Um, but well, similar. To, sorry to interrupt, but similar to the running backs, this is kind of a crapshoot at this point. When you're drafting, you're going, you're going for upside at this point, or you're going for I'm comfortable getting eight points a week from this guy. I mean, you're you're shooting at the hip right here. Yeah. Um, I would say that everyone in my top 20 I would take before Mari Cooper. Either. Actually, uh, okay. I'm just uh, – his last season scared me. Yeah, yeah, they've got a new coaching staff there. They've got a new dynamic that they're trying to work out. But, man, last season scared me. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Um, Moving on to my number 18, I've got uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Jr. Um, he had a great year last year with Detroit. Um. I, Thanks for trading him to me. Yeah, you're welcome. It seemed good at the time. Yeah, it's it seemed like a fair trade. Yeah, you got uh, uh, T.Y. Hill or not? No, no, no. T.J. Yeldon. Uh, T.J. Yel- it was it was T.J. Yeldon 
And I thought it was like a second or third. It was a wide receiver, played for Baltimore last year, played for KC before. Uh, Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin and mm. TJ Yeldon for... Um, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones and another backup running back. Um, It was Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Langford, that's right. So Fair trade. Whew. Well, that's a doozy. And we both got players that are no longer on teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jeremy Langford might still be on a team. No, no, he is not. No, no, he's not. I thought he was on the Jets, like fifth, like fifth string. I think they released him already, though. Probably. Good for them. Anywho, um, anywho. Um, I've got, so Marvin Jones, he showed a lot of big play potential last year. He beat an illegal double team for a touchdown last year. Yes, he did. And it was Vikings. amazing. He beat. 12 men on the field. 12 men on the he field. He mossed them. And he, two of them he, were on him. He mossed them. One of them was an all pro. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one was... Terrence Newman Terrence and... Newman. and uh, Xavier and Xavier Rose Xavier Rose both on him. I've got a question. Has Terrence Newman aged? No. No. Okay. I didn't think so either. I just wanted he's, to confirm. He's got a painting in his house that keeps aging. <laughs> all right, Dorian Gray. <laughs> um, so I've got him as number 18 for... Pretty much big play potential with consistency, with some consistency. Yeah. yeah. Um, which can bring me down to my number nineteen, which is big play potential with a little less consistency. Um, and that's Tyreek the Freak. Yep. Um, I just have him. If it was standard scoring, I would have him a little bit higher. Um, but because it's half point PPR, I just have him down a little bit lower than most people. So yeah, fair enough. Cool. Uh, and. I'll let mine. I've got I got Demarius yeah. Thomas. Want to check, check, touch on yours first? Um, we we've talked about him a, a bit already. Uh, he's uh, super super poor man's um, Calvin Johnson because um, that's kind of his where his skill set. Because he at. went to Georgia Tech, and too. also he went to Georgia Tech. Um, but he's just a super tall guy that catches balls that are above people's heads, uh, and he's got a better quarterback this year. So hopefully that he can step up and do a little bit better. Um, he just. I don't know. I just I don't fully trust him enough to keep put him up above this. Sorry, I was just looking at one of Carl's notes and just I'm disappointed in it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, are you get, are you done with yeah. mirrors? Okay. Uh, so I'm my good. my number was it 19, nineteen right here? Uh, is Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans? It, it's it's a stretch. I get that. All but potential. It's all potential, and the fact that he's the only receiver worth throwing the ball to that, on that team. Um, and also, if you look at his la- the last game he played last season, which was the playoff game against New England, he looked great. He, yeah, he looked, looked really he good. looked really good and really solid against a top flight team. That's all you can ask for. Now, obviously, this is definitely going to be a week by week matchup thing because he does have to play Jacksonville twice a year. I would not start him in those games that he has to play Jacksonville because that would be a very yeah. Here, the defense decision. is pretty good. Yeah, they've only got like two of the top four corners in the NFL on their team. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Corey Davis has the potential to hit a thousand yards this season. Um, I would say probably around the seventy to eighty catch range because of the fact that they are still a running team. First means that they're going to be throwing the ball less, but I think that he's good for seventy to eighty and a thousand. Dig it. No, yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, so of these last ones, I'm the only one who has a guy that we've already talked about, so I'll go with uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, is my number 20. Um, oh, no, no, I changed it. It's Des Bryant. Um, <laughs> How can terrible. you put a guy in the top 20 who doesn't even have a team yet? 
Uh, so Marvin Jones Jr. just just like Carl said, it's it's he's got some consistency with home run potential, uh, and Stafford's been. It's weird to say he's been getting better every year under Jim Bob Cooter when yeah. it comes to actual uh, the best best coaching name in history. <laughs> Bob Jim Cooter. Um, when it comes to accuracy and uh, less interceptions, uh, it's just he's actually. Stafford has played better since Calvin Johnson retired. Yeah. Yeah. He has been a better football player since, which is insane to think about, but he, I think he also felt like he had to give Calvin Johnson the ball as oh, yeah. much as possible when he was playing. Well, he also knew that if he threw it up for Calvin Johnson, you know, <laughs> three out of four times, Johnson's coming down. And the the problem is the, uh, the fourth time it's a, somebody it's a on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, that helped his numbers. I mean, his, his yardage, He's not. He's never going to equal, you know, his year that he beat Barino's record the same year as Breeze and Brady did it. Um, that wasn't him. Yes, it was. Matt Stafford is. He had one. a five thousand yard season, but it wasn't him. I'm sorry. What? You're you're wrong on this one, but it's fine. Um, Matt Stafford has the same year that that Breeze and Brady broke uh, Marino's record. Matt Stafford also broke the record. He just did it last, and he did it by yeah. the lo- lowest number total. Um, because yeah, three people had five thousand yard seasons. Yeah, that year. That um, year. But uh, so he's got a lot of yardage he's throwing out there. I mean, yes. Uh, the 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 worrisome for Marvin Jones is Golden Tate's also on the roster, um, and Golden Tate gets a lot of targets as well. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. Yeah, and then right below that it says Matt Stafford. You said Dan Marino. Yes, Dan Marino's record. 5,084 to 5,038. He did not beat Dan Marino's Okay, I'm sorry. It was 50 yards short. <laughs> anyway. Should have thrown it to Kelvin Johnson all This is time. great <laughs> radio. <That's... laughs> we were debating. We were, trying, we were fact-finding. Right. Anyways. <laughs> all right, so I'll move on to my number 20. Um, Stefan Diggs is my number 20. Being that... Homer. That's a little bit. Eh, a little, a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people in Minnesota would be like, why do you have him so far down? And I'm like, well, he is injured a lot. If you talk to a lot of people from Minnesota. And a new quarterback. New quarterback. uh, I think the new quarterback's going to help him. But um, the biggest thing is consistency. And Adam Thielen's... Adam Thielen is my my PPR darling on this team. Mm -hmm. And Diggs is the touchdown go-getter. But if Diggs isn't on the field consistently... I can't afford to take him earlier than, you know, around this time. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Diggs will never get more love than in Minnesota. Um, and we all learned that when we attended a draft party a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Stefan Diggs is, he is a, he's a good player. He is not a number one receiver. You want to draft him for your flex. Yes. You want to draft him for your flex. He's not, I wouldn't even feel comfortable putting him as my number two receiver Hmm. on my team. He's a good player. He'll, he'll have some, some big weeks, but he's also going to disappear for a lot of the season. And he's done that for the first three years of his career, whether it be to injury or just not getting the ball, he's going to disappear. Having Kirk cousins will help him out. He may, he may actually hit a thousand yards with Kirk cousins, but I think Thielen's still the guy to own in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, receiver wise, because I, I I like Delvin Cook. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously receiver wise, because we're, we're talking about receivers. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that is. It's been a long day. I know. It's two. It's two p.m. It's been a long day. Um, anything else about digs? Anybody? No. No, I can digs it. All right. So Ooh. my uh my my last one here. I'm I feel gross about saying this because we've all talked about how much we can't stand him. But my number twenty is Will Fuller, and the reason is because. Did you guys all see what he was doing in the five games he was healthy, six games yeah, he was healthy? It was nuts. It was nuts. He was getting a, tu- a touchdown to two touchdowns a game. But the thing is, though, he had like seven touchdowns on ten receptions. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's nutty. It, but the thing is, like, obviously you can't expect him to get to be that consistent, but... Deshaun Watson opens up that offense. DeAndre Hopkins opens up that offense. Lamar Miller opens up that offense, which gives Will Fuller a break to say, hey, go long, and we're just going to throw it to you deep. And that's what they do, and he catches it, and he's fast. Well, he catches it sometimes, and he's fast, and that's it. <laughs> I, I I completely see what you're you're getting at here with him. I wouldn't, wouldn't be looking at him um, really much at all in, in drafting-wise. Um, just because of his inconsistency. Like I said, it was seven touchdowns, but it was on just about ten catches. Yeah. Um, so he obviously wasn't getting looked at a lot. Yes. Um, it just so happened he was getting looked at in the end zone. At, at um, this point, yeah, he's like a flex, really, yeah. more so than anything. Yeah. And I, this might be a little high for him, but it, it, like with what he did last year on minimal catches, I had a hard time really saying, that, you're not, you can't do this. Yeah, that potential is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's all twenty. That's, that's got what I got. Um, uh, oh, uh, Chris just sent me a uh, letter from the tree, and he just has Des Bryant written down in each slot, one through twenty. Um, Sounds about right. So that's that seems about what what he would do there. So yeah. Um, so guys, I think it's about time to head to. I was gonna listen to some trivia corner. But uh, Zach was gonna give me some trivia too, but he's in the corner. But uh, that, that corner's still messed up. Because there's trivia. Why, man, yeah, yeah. Trivia corner. Zach's trivia, trivia corner. corner. Zach's trivia, trivia corner. corner. Alright, since I don't have any trivia and all I have is a fun fact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun facts are also a form of trivia. You're just not asking us the question. You're giving it to us. Last week, <laughs> last season, in week 17, Stefan Diggs recorded his 200th career reception in just his 40th career game. That was the fewest games to reach that milestone in team history, surpassing Randy Moss and Percy Harvin, who reached 200 receptions in 42 games. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. So he's he's a better receiver than Randy Moss and Percy Harvin with those numbers, right? Oh, <laughs> he might be a better receiver than one of them. I <laughs> would agree with that. Actually, I would agree that he's he is definitely a, better than Randy Moss. Absolutely, yeah, uh, not quite as good as Percy Harvin. No. no, he is not the weapon that Percy Harvin was. His ceiling is not quite as high as Percy Harvin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all I got. I just thought Percy that was Harvin kind was of interesting. A real headache. <laughs> All right. Well, I quit. So, uh, looks like <laughs> looks like we've don't uh, encourage him, Carl. Taken, taken all the Advil and uh, drink all the Gatorade. So, uh, oh, oh, next week uh, we will we'll talk uh, quarterbacks, tight ends.
Um, so now we've taken all the Advil and, and drank all the Gatorade, and this is the end of your fantasy hangover. Bye. Have a good week.